You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live here on this Monday morning. A beautiful day our Lord has given to us. Thanks be to God. And we have another great guest with us here, so stay with us. And we have Father Chris Alar from the Marians Immaculate Conception. Father, thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, good morning. Thank you. And so, Father, tell us how everything's going at the shrine. You're at the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge. What's happening there? Well, we've been uh, busy with uh, the Lord uh, bringing us our new ministry through a lot of evangelization done digitally now. Um, but our shrine is open. Praise be to God. We uh, we're fully. Uh, operational, and we invite everybody in the area to come back, and uh, we've got multiple masses and confessions every day, rosary, uh, rosary for life, we have adoration, we have the chaplet, we have blessing with the relic of Faustina every day, so um, please come see us. Yes, yeah, so speaking of that, uh, sometimes I see those online. Is there a way that someone could watch through your website, see that blessing, or see uh, those yeah. things as well? <clears throat> Yeah, please join us. Uh, if you've got Facebook, our, our page is Divine Mercy Official. And if you have YouTube, uh, we are also known as, it's, our channel is Divine Mercy. And we're on Instagram as well. So we're trying to take those secular media channels and turning them into something uh, something more worthwhile. <laughs> Amen. And especially the Divine Mercy. So much need for Divine Mercy uh, in our current time, the light of Christ. Uh, but going to Christ, our Blessed Mother helps us. October is a special month for our Blessed Mother, especially uh, for the Rosary. Can you tell us a bit more about that, Father? Well, yeah, you know, the tradition, how it came about is really interesting because my favorite Pope, Father, as you know, is uh, Pope Leo XIII. Uh, yes. you know, he wrote more he wrote more encyclicals on the rosary than all the other popes combined, and he mm-hmm. really had foresight on the evils of Marxism and, and communism and whatnot. So this guy was way ahead of his time. And anyway, he was a farmer, and so he, you know, he knew, and this goes all the way back even before Leo Thirteenth. but October is always harvest season. That's right. And that's when, it's when the farmers, as you know, up there in Minnesota, which I, I need to come pheasant hunting, Father. You know, we right. realize that. <laughs> <laughs> you might get some calls from South Dakota, too, because of pheasant hunting there. We have a lot of South Dakota if, listeners. If there are any South Dakota listeners that would love to take a priest pheasant hunting, I will come to masses in your home as a beautiful well, gift. Wait, wait, can we say two priests? Can we say two? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That'd be wonderful. But, you know, God bless the farmers. You know, these are the, the the foundation of our country. The you know we've lost so much of the agrarian uh, moral lifestyle over the over the decades. And uh, and how this came about was October was always the harvest season. And so the point that Leo the Thirteenth made is that through the Rosary we harvest souls. And so also October marks the Battle of Lepanto, uh, where um, in 1571. We were basically saved at the hands of Islam from um, really nothing stopping uh, the end of Christendom. Um, and so October has a special meaning uh, for Our Lady, uh, bringing souls to God, and we do it through the rosary. And people are like, well, wait a minute, Father, uh, there's only one mediator. Um, that's Christ Jesus. Yes, he's the only mediator to the Father. Jesus is the only way to God the Father, where ultimately we are destined. 
However, there's many ways to Jesus. Who brought Mm -hmm. Peter to Jesus? Andrew. Who brought Mm -hmm. um, Nathaniel to Jesus? Philip. Who brought you to Jesus? My parents. Mm -hmm. You know, so there are many ways to Jesus, and you can't get better than his own mother. So That's that's what we do. That's what we do in October. Yeah, it's a beautiful month for coming to our Lord, and that's what it's all about. Father Chris, you know, going to our Blessed Mother, it's the sure way to Jesus. Can you talk a little bit about that? What is this about Mary and her being the way to Jesus? Yes, and so here's the thing. When people point this out, that that Christ is the one mediator, they always reference First Timothy uh, chapter 2, verse 5. Yep. And the text of St. Paul's letter Yes, it is true, exclude any parallel mediation. In other words, there's nobody equal to Christ. He is the only way to the Father. But it does not exclude subordinate mediation. What do we Mm -hmm. mean by that? All right. Before emphasizing Christ as the one mediator to the Father, he urges supplications. In verses 1 through 4 of that same chapter, he says, we need prayers and intercessions. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. So if subordination, subordinate mediation wasn't allowed, don't do what Paul said, because he said, pray for me. I'll pray for you. And the key one for me, Father, is if you go to the Greek, as you know, in seminary, mm-hmm. when we learn Greek and Hebrew, the Greek word that Paul uses for one mediator in this First Timothy 2 is not mono which mm-hmm. would mean soul or only. He uses the word eos, which basically means one in a series, the principle, or the first in a series. And so Christians, we act as submediators all the time by bringing people to Christ. Then Christ brings us all to the Father, which is done at the Mass in the concluding doxology. We're through Him, with Him, and in Him, and we, we all through the power of the Mass, I return back to the Father. That's that whole concept of coming from God, returning to God, executes ready to this. Beautiful. Wow. That's right. So we're all participating in bringing uh, people to Jesus. And it yeah. is our, and our Blessed Mother is the, oh, what we call the, the Supreme, the, the one above yeah. all who brings us yeah. to Jesus. Uh, yeah, and, you, can't beat, you can't beat that. And, and even the Hail Mary prayer that people say, oh, it's not in the Bible. I mean, the one that really makes me chuckle, and I don't mean to be condescending, but the one that makes me chuckle the most when we get our plethora of online comments and letters and emails is that the, the Hail Mary is not biblical. I oh. mean, it's a, the whole Hail Mary <laughs> oh. is using the words of Gabriel and Elizabeth, you know? That's right. And, uh, and, and even the mysteries, when people say the rosary is not um, even every single one of the mysteries, the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Nativity, the Presentation in the Temple, the Finding Jesus, then you can go right into the Sorrowful, the Agony in the Garden, the Scourging with the Pillow, the Crowning with Thorns, the Carrying of the Cross, the Crucifixion, even the Glorious, the Ascension, the Descent of the Holy Spirit. However, all of those are biblical. There's only two that are not directly in the Bible out of 15. And That's that right. is the Assumption and the Coronation. And Father, as you know, we can even argue that those are in the Bible through Revelation 12, that the Queen crowned with 12 stars. Yeah, very powerful. 
And and logically, it, it, it is simply an unspoken logical conclusion that yeah. uh, what what uh, our Lord would have his mother follow him in dignity, what he himself first accomplished. That it and, and, it, and it and it's what's and what our Lord has already <laughs> promised to those who love him. So the it, we will follow him in dignity, beginning through faith in him, and then the obedience of faith leading unto hope and love uh, for his person. Uh, so it, yeah. It, it follows logically that that Mary would be the first after our Lord. And yeah. um, so then the, the rosary then, when we get into the rosary and the meaning of our Blessed Mother uh, and devotion to her and in union with her to Jesus, she, she will lead us to be evangelizers because she, she is the supreme, in a sense, evangelizer, the one who presents Jesus. Uh, we know that from Scripture. She, she, along with Joseph, were the first presenters right after our Lord's birth. She present- was the first... Yeah, she was the first Christian. Yeah. So if you if you want to talk about evangelizing, uh, you go to the first Christian. And you know, Father, a lot of times we'll hear this. Well, this is vain, repetitious prayer. First of all, it's not vain when you're talking about everything is scriptural. It's not vain, and even repetitious, which we have to look in Matthew six verse seven. Jesus is not condemning repetitious prayer. He's condemning yeah. he's condemning vain prayer to the pagans where they actually would pray to the pagan god, thinking that the only effectiveness of their prayers was the number of times they said it. If God was against repetitious prayer, you'd have to eliminate Psalm 136. Yes. Because what does that say? It says, His mercy endures forever. Then it gives another line, several more lines, His mercy endures forever. Several more lines, His mercy endures forever. It says, His mercy endures forever throughout. But what about the angels that sing at the Lord's birth, holy, holy, holy? I mean, mm-hmm. it's full of repetition. It's just not the hymn. <laughs> yes, and it's, it's repetitious prayer, a repeated act of love. So what, what it is, uh, our Lord pointing out in another way of saying, I think the, the very similar thing is that the, the pagan prayer of repetition does not represent a real relationship of dignity, a real repetition, uh, right. a, real, a repetition of a prayer that, that reflects a real truthful relationship. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, 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 granted, it, it, the pagan prayer oftentimes were tied to the demonic, uh, and they were, uh, but here, what our Lord is pointing out, the repetition prayer is a relationship with God, and it is a relationship of offering repeatedly one's love, and what we need are the formation of habits of love, because we're made for love, and we, we, our will yeah. needs to be repeated in that direction of God, and as we have acts of faith, acts yeah. of hope, and it, acts of love. So each Hail Mary is really a repetition of love for God and yeah. love for Mary. And would anybody claim that God is going to say love should not be repeated? I mean, nobody's going to claim that. Even non-Catholics are not going to claim that love should not be repeated. So this is why we we, we have the beads, Father, as you know this. Tradition is that the monks used to pray 150 psalms every day, but the problem was not everybody could read and not everybody had books. You know, they were pricey. And so uh, the, the monks would pray 150 psalms. And the laity who couldn't read and didn't have books wanted to imitate the monks, so they pray 150 Our Fathers, and eventually those 150 Our Fathers became Hail Marys in honor of Blessed is the Fruit of Thy Womb, Jesus. And we can talk about that more after the break, but that's Amen. how the rosary came together. Yeah. Amen. Father Chris, great to have you with us here. I'm Father Randall Kiesel broadcasting live on Real Presence Radio. Stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. I'm Father Randall Kiesel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. And you're listening to Real Presence Radio Live. And we have with us our special guest, Father Chris Alar from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy in Stockbridge, Massachusetts. Father Chris, thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you again. And, Father, we were immersed in the, the beautiful topic. Uh, I think we could talk about this for hours if we had the time, uh, on the rosary. And you were sharing with us a little bit on the, the history of the rosary. So can we pick up right up there and, and uh, tell us more about the history of the rosary? And it's, it's, uh, some people critique it. It's a repetitive prayer. But how, how do we truly understand the truth of the rosary and, and its history? Yeah, because when um, the monks began uh, the tradition of praying the 150 psalms each day, um, the laity wanted to imitate, they wanted to be, you know, in union with the monks, but they couldn't read or they didn't, uh, couldn't afford the books of the Psalter, which the Psalter is the book of the Psalms. And so what they would do is they would, in their place, would pray 150 Our Fathers. And this became a tradition, and eventually that led to 150 Hail Marys, because the Hail Marys actually really focus on Jesus um, just as much, and if not more, because you're talking about blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And so uh, the Hail Marys became 
the 150, now they represented, um, you know, uh, the, the number of prayers for the psalm. But what ended up happening is the lazy would start getting rocks. They would start using rocks to track their prayers. We've all been there, mm-hmm. Father. You know, and my, yep. I'm on I'm on number seventy eight or seventy nine. You know, and so <laughs> um, we would we would have these rocks that people would to track the number of prayers. Well, soon that became impractical, and instead of carrying around the rocks, they started to string together beads. And yes. many theologians have called the rosary the Bible uh, on beads. You know, it's really it's a scriptural catechism. Um, of the life of Jesus in and on beads. And so this is really beautiful. And we have uh, traditionally 150 because of the three sets of the, of the joyful, the sorrowful, and the glorious. Now that was tradition. That's the 150. You have 50 Hail Marys, five decades of 10 on each one. And then many people were upset when John Paul announced his luminous mysteries, claiming mm-hmm. that he was breaking from tradition. Well, actually, well before John Paul, Many people talked about the life of Jesus, because, right. Father, as you know, what is the joyful? That's about the birth of Jesus. What is the sorrowful? That's about the death of Jesus. Yes. What's the glorious? That's about the resurrection of Jesus. Yes. What's missing? The life of Jesus. Right. And so when you look at the five luminous mysteries, the baptism of our Lord in the Jordan, the manifestation of our Lord at Cana, the proclamation of the kingdom and the call to conversion, the transfiguration and the institution of the Eucharist, you go right to John 6, all of those are biblical. That's and right. so we're not, we're not adding to Scripture or, or divine revelation, we're manifesting it in the form of a prayer. Mm, that's right. And I sometimes people don't know there there are certain religious communities, religious orders that actually even add perhaps a sixth or even a seventh mystery. Yeah, the like for example, I'm a, yeah. I'm the Franciscans do. I think they have a seven uh, mm-hmm. decade rosary. I'm a Carmelite, a secular discalced Carmelite. We have six, so we we had a an additional mystery on on each uh, each particular set of mysteries. Uh, so it's uh, history has shown there's a, a degree of flexibility on what mysteries even before, say, the, the traditional 15 uh, mysteries mm-hmm. were set in, the, in their mm-hmm. respective collections, uh, that there were other mysteries of the life of Christ meditated upon while saying the Hail Marys. So it just, yeah. we, we, we've developed the custom and the, the long-standing practice of having set ones that we traditionally teach, but there has been yeah. historically a, a flexibility. So the Luminous Ones, it's, it's, you make a great point. It is uh, a part of our of our heritage and meditating the life of Christ. It can only help us, uh, so not right. to be afraid. But one thing, right. Father Chris, you know, the rosary in history, speaking of that, it's, it's been a go-to spiritual practice in times of crisis or difficulty. Mm-hmm. And I, now, as I'm sure you hear, and as I do, people are, are grasping for, you know, Father, what do I do? I'm having this pressure at job. I'm having this difficulty. I have a family member out of the church, and I'm thinking of, you know, Sister Lucia from Fatima said, all your problems can result, be resolved through bringing them or praying in the rosary with Mary. And I, what, what about now, Father Chris? And we, how do we encourage people to pray the rosary and bring the, the stresses and the adversities we're facing right now? Yeah, I think the, the one that would be one that we'd want to uh, highlight is in our present world, we're living in an unprecedented sin. And people always will say, well, man is man. Man doesn't change. Times change, but mankind doesn't change. I'm not so sure. Pius XII said mankind is more sinful today than even at the time of the flood. Yeah. And, you know, that was in the 1950s, as I always say, leave it to beaver. You know, this was uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you know, surprising what he would say about today with instant access pornography, oh. on-demand abortion, right. uh, contraception on demand, movies in, in pure movies. Euthanasia, yeah, human trafficking. It's, yeah, yeah, human trafficking, abortion. These are things that we really didn't have to the degree prior that we do now. Now, here's the point. If we look at the root of all our problems, it's sin. And one of the best explanations that was explained to me was what Mary had told some of the saints, and that is this. You cannot pray the rosary daily and remain in mortal sin. Yes. Either one thing's going to happen. Either you're going to stop praying the rosary, or you're going to stop in living in mortal sin. One of the two is going to happen. Right. That's right. And it's up to you which choice you make. You either continue and commit to praying the rosary daily, which will eventually generate the grace to to weed out that mortal sin from your life, or you're going to choose to stop praying the rosary, and you're going to indulge in those sins of the world, flesh, and the devil. So I think that's one of the most powerful things when people say, I just can't control it, I can't control it. It is an act of the will to say, I will pray this rosary daily. And the fruit is, it just, you can't persist in one or, I mean, sorry, you can't persist in both. One or the other is going to triumph. Can I ask you this, though, Father? Yeah. Yeah. Father Chris, so what, what, just let's get the essence of this. What is it about praying the rosary that makes that true? That if you pray the rosary each day and you will either uh, live in the state of grace or... If you have more love for sin, you'll end up giving up the rosary. What makes that true? Yeah. Okay. Because you're aligning yourself with the life of Christ. Yeah. And the life of Christ is oriented away from sin towards virtue. Yes. So when you orient yourself constantly, day after day, the evil one's going to give up, stopping trying to fight. It's kind of like the beauty of the sacraments. You keep going to confession and communion, eventually the devil's going to wear down and say, I can't keep going after this. This is just, it's a, it's a futile cause, because mm-hmm. you keep going to the sacraments. This is what the Scripture, remember, we have the Scripture and the sacraments. And so being fed by both, the, the rosary is a daily grace that keeps coming because we're uniting ourselves, aligning ourselves with the life of Christ. What you're doing in the rosary is you are aligning your life and your, the mysteries of your life with the life of Christ. And that gives us the opportunity to then say, I'm heading towards virtue and eventually you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get there or you're gonna give it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one thing I would just add on to that you said it beautifully is uh, I I, we believe Mary has been given the role to crush the head of the devil. And yeah. I just, I like to think of it like when I pray the rosary, I am close to Mary and Mary is close to me. And she is just being who she is and she's going to crush that head of the devil. And he had just yeah. better get away. And so the, there's yeah. the, it's a share in the victory of Mary when we faithfully pray the rosary and she will not fail to be a mother to those that draw close to her. And, and the good mother of God uh, treats us like she treated the shepherds in Bethlehem, the Magi, presents Jesus to us and gives us Jesus. Yeah. And, oh, man, that's what our hearts want. That's what my and, heart and wants. Many, yeah, and many non-Catholics will say, well, that's not what it says in the Bible. It doesn't say she will crush his head. Actually, the most ancient English transi- uh, translation, the Dewey Reims, which came directly from the Latin Vulgate of St. Jerome, he, it says she, she mm-hmm. will crush your head. 
Yeah. And so we would go back to the Proto-Evangelium, the, the first gospel of, of 3.15, Genesis 3.15, we see in it those words, as the Dewey Ream says, she will crush his head. And so, again, she does nothing without Christ. Christ is, 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 is the focal point, but she is his mother. And so what better queen mother than it says in the Old Testament that the, the king would, would consult. And so here we, here we see him doing, as he said, at uh, Cana, at, uh, at Cana, and she's the one telling us to do as Jesus said. So it's beautiful. Yeah. Amen. So, Father Chris, great on the rosary. Do you have any other advice or encouragement for our listeners uh, to encourage them to grow closer to our Blessed Mother? Yeah, the key, remember, is there are, and I can't emphasize it enough, whenever we are told there's only one way to, God, to, to the Father, and that's Jesus. You say, absolutely, that's 100% true. But yeah. there's many ways to Jesus, and you can't get better than his mother. And so that's what we need to do to get closer to Jesus. Her whole role is to Jesus through Mary, not to Mary yeah. instead of Jesus. That's yeah. right. That Mary, Mary is not the end. She is, right. she is the way the, through, the or the mean. one... Yes. yes, and uh, yes. and she she leads us to him. She's been she has been given this role by God. Uh, so it is it, th- th- there's a sense in which uh, would you say our Lord is pleased if we go this way? Is it, it it's a I think it's a bit of a mystery. He chooses to be pleased. But do you have any thoughts on that, Father? Yeah, and this is scriptural. Uh, look at the role of Mary in First Luke. Look at the role of Mary in Revelation twelve. Oh, well, that's not Mary. It's that's Israel. Well, no, if you read in the scriptures, and we can maybe do this talk another time, you can see that that represented, a nation was represented by a person in the tradition of the Bible. And here it is Mary, she, the one who gave birth to the one who would rule over all the nations. The one who will rule over all nations is Christ, and there can only be one mother to him, and that is Mary. So that's our role, uh, is to find Jesus, and there's no better way than the help of his own mother. So... Let us, let us not miss that opportunity for such a great advocate. And remember, the spouse of the Holy Spirit, when we, when we die, what a wonderful advocate it is to have by our side. Remember, Mary, as you said, is not the end. She is what takes us to Jesus, and Jesus takes us to the Father. But we have to find Christ, and the best way to find Christ is the gift of his mother. He gave her to us on the cross. If Jesus um, intended to give her to us as our mother, it wouldn't have done the last act that he did on the cross. Amen. Father Chris, well said. And if any of our listeners out there, you look up Father Chris. He has a great uh, YouTube series called Ask a Marian. Uh, I remember I was uh, blessed to be on there as a guest with the, the Brown Scapular back in July. That was a great, well done by your producer, by the way. Yeah. And uh, well it was a great done. opportunity. And you've made some great videos. Uh, uh, I encourage your listeners to go look to Ask a Marian on their YouTube channel. Go to yep. the, the Marian's Immaculate Conception website. They have uh, some programming there to uh, listen to the rosary. Divine Mercy Chaplet at 3 o'clock. So many other great things. Father Chris, I just want to yep, encourage you to keep, keep up the great work. You're doing great work. Yeah, and please join us on EWTN as well as Explaining the Faith on YouTube as well. So God bless you. God bless you, Father Chris. And stay with us on Real Presence Radio Live for our final guest here this morning, Father Randall Kazel, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.